Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hi, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson, a retail consultant and your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land. All right, so we're in the one week countdown to the Dallas event. I'm so excited. I'm going to be speaking about mobile retail magic at the boutique summit on Monday, which I'm like so beyond excited about. I can't wait to see some of you there. And then on Tuesday, I'm hosting my very own event, my first event, you guys, can you believe it, at the Adolphus Hotel in downtown Dallas. And I'm actually calling it, inspired by the podcast, the Boost Your Boutique Workshop. And it's three hours of amazing content. We're going to go through mindset, margins, marketing. I'm going to answer your specific questions. We still have some seats available. So if you're in Dallas area and you want to come out and meet me, meet some other like-minded boutique owners, then I invite you to join. You can find all the information over at bit.ly slash BYB, and that's all capitals, so BYB, like Boost Your Boutique, and then Dallas, capital D, so BYB Dallas, 1-7 for 2017, of course. If you are joining me and you already have your ticket, you guys, it's going to be the bomb.com. We got upgraded to the ballroom, and I am like crazy pumped to see you, to work on your biz, and to have you just like flying high when you're leaving. Listen, when you come and work with me, like my goal is to just get your vibration super high and get you rocking and rolling in your biz. So in the next 30, 60, 90 days, like you are making some massive changes, shifts, up levels, you know, all that good stuff. In today's episode, I am like really beyond happy to not only introduce you to one of my friends and actually guys former customers at the fashion truck Deb Laflamme but I'm also excited because you know what she's gonna drop some crazy knowledge bombs in this interview and you're gonna learn so much about social media marketing one of the biggest things that Deb is known for is her no-nonsense approach to practical social media tips. Now, Deb is a mom of two. She runs her business full time. And, you know, she doesn't make any claims to be Wonder Woman, which I love. So, you guys, if you are worried about managing your social media and balancing it with running your business and having kids and a family and all that jazz, like, 
keep listening. I'm excited to introduce you to Deb, and we're going to give you some amazing free resources during the podcast. So check the show notes and make sure that you get on board and get some of the free stuff she's going to talk about giving away during this episode. So thanks for listening. We're going to jump right in here, and I'm excited for you to meet Deb. Hi, Deb. Welcome to the Booster Boutique Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. So would you thank you for having me? I've been waiting, waiting, waiting. (laughs) I know we keep meeting and then deciding that we'd rather just hang out and talk about business. Right. Um, So why don't you introduce yourself? Just let people know like who you are, what your business is, like what your zone of genius is. And then we'll just jump right into some questions. Well, thank you for having me. As you said, um, we tried to do this more than once, but found ourselves Um, loving up on each other and talking about amazing things that have happened for, I think we've known each other for four, maybe four years. Um, I am the chief ideapreneur at For the Love of Your Biz, which is a coaching and marketing firm. But what I do is I help people market their businesses better. And we all know that are amazing at what you do. Um, but you might not be amazing at marketing. And so I give people tools to help find best ways for them to market their business. Because as we all know, no two businesses are the same. No two products are the same. And we can get really caught up in what everybody else is doing. So we have to figure out what works best for us and for our brand and for our business. Yeah, you're totally right. I think even we're seeing um, this trend, even in like direct selling businesses where people are getting really caught up in marketing the same way and doing the same things that everyone else is doing, but it just doesn't feel right to them, you know? And I think as you're establishing your brand, it's one of those situations where you want it to feel like you and authentically you. We've talked about this on other podcast episodes that your brand is just an extension of you. And so talk a little bit more about how we can be more authentic and show up in our brand from a marketing perspective. Like what does that tangibly look like for a business owner? Yeah, great. A great question. I think the first piece is that we get so focused on the products, right? And we'll talk about products because most of your listeners probably are selling products either online in, um, in, or mobile boutique or in mortar, but we get so hung up in the product and selling the products that we forget about the stories or the use of the products. And I always tell people like about you, they want to know why you are on this journey. They want to know why you got into this industry or why you decided to sell, um, you know, whether it's accessories or if it's sunglasses or if it's leggings, you know, and I know Emily, you and I have talked about some of the brands that are selling products online. You see your, your posts in your newsfeed and you think, okay, well, they just sell leggings, but guess what? And I hope this works. When you're selling products, it is so much more than the product. It is so much more than leggings. It is so much more than t-shirts. It is so much more than scarves. People can buy a scarf or a pair of leggings, or a pair of sunglasses anywhere. You have to give them the reason to buy the leggings, the scarf, the sunglasses, the accessories, the home goods. Give them the reason why they should buy them from you, right? And this goes back to the original conversation of selling a pen. And have you and I had the conversation, I can't remember, Emily, about selling the pen? I don't think so. What is this conversation? You're like on a roll here though. So keep going. Okay. Okay. So this is like my, my, my big teaching moment. And I, and I hope that this is like the aha moment for everyone listening, but 
if you've done any sales training, you've heard maybe the story of any formal sales training where you've gone, you've heard the story of the pen. And of course, I'll hold up a Sharpie here in the video, but on um, listening to the podcast, I've got a pen and Emily has a pen and our pens are exactly the same. And when I'm, we're selling these pens, we need to figure out why you need the pen, right? What you need to use the pen for, what you hope to do with the pen, right? She sells a teal Sharpie, I sell a teal Sharpie. We all know about the Sharpie brand. But at the end of the day, if Emily and Deb are standing in front of you or in front of your customers, your customers are going to buy the pen from the person they resonate with most. If they like you, if they trust you, they will buy from you. And that's why you have to set yourself apart from everybody else who is selling leggings or scarves or dresses or sunglasses or home accessories. You have to set yourself apart. And that is what I teach my clients to do is tell your story. What makes your pen different from everybody else's pen? That's so good because here's the thing is it basically That's the story of the pen, right? Yeah. Like this is kind of like a popularity contest in a way, which is going to freak some people out. And maybe it's going to make some women really excited because they're like, I'm so good with people. I'm really, I stand out, you know, like I'm so comfortable in that role of kind of being the popular girl, right? Or, or guy, whoever's listening, mm -hmm. but Speak to the people who are not comfortable telling their stories. Speak to the people who feel like, oh my God, I was never the cool girl in school. Because frankly, like I wasn't really, I kind of grew into this woman. Um, speak to that woman who's just like, I don't feel cool. I don't feel comfortable telling my story. Like what are the first steps that she can take to start to embrace this mentality of like, I need people to like me so that they buy from me. What do they need to do? First thing I would always recommend is figure out why you're here. Why did you decide that you wanted to start this business or become a representative for blank business? You have to be clear on that. If you are doing it for a side gig, it's only going to always feel like a side gig. It, if you want it to be a business, you've got to have really clear goals and expectations for yourself. Um, no one's going to buy it. You're not going to get long time clients or customers if this is just a hobby. It just doesn't work that way. You have to be in it to win it. So you have to be really clear why you think I would work with people on. And I'm sure you've done this. You've done confidence coaching, Emily, with people who you work with. It's really important. And this, yes, it's about a popularity contest, but guess what? It's so much more because there are people that will always buy from me. And there are people that will always buy from Emily. And we just need to make sure that we find those people. So not everyone is going to be my client. Not everyone's going to buy what I have to offer. But that's okay because there are plenty of people, as they say, plenty of fish in the sea. You've got to be there when they need you. So you've got to find your tribe. Your tribe creates your vibe. You get a chance to tell your story. You know, I have really built my business by telling my story for people hearing why I'm here and why I love what I do, right? I'm so passionate. They hear my voice. They know I'm excited. There is, they get excited too. Every time I go on Facebook Live, they want a part of it. Again, it doesn't matter what you're selling. It doesn't matter if it's a service or a product. The more confident we are with I come and say, I want to do, I want to be with you. I want to buy from you. I want to work. Oh my God. That's so true. And I find that there's a little bit, I think, 
of shame around telling our story when it is a situation where we want to leave our nine to five, we want to make more money, we want to be home with our kids. Like, why is there shame around that? Like, I started, I knew at 28 years old, I had to be an entrepreneur. I wanted a small business because I could never imagine having kids and having to go to a nine to five every day like that. I don't feel any shame about that. And I, we're, I'm not at that point yet. However, I'm setting myself up for that so that I can have that life of freedom that I really, really desire. And right. so I think we have to kind of overcome the shame of our own desires. Like we're allowed to want things. It might not be the same as the person next door, but we're allowed to want things in our business. And I feel like this goes so much deeper, right? Obviously. But we're allowed to have these things and we're allowed to share that we want these things without shame. And that's okay. Right. My story starts like this. I worked for the same company for 11 years doing sales and marketing. That company was purchased by a bigger company. I was a remote employee working remotely. I mean, seven, eight years ago, I was traveling for the company. And when the new company came in, they said, no more remote people, everybody on site. And they wanted to put me in a division that was not really connected to what I do. They were just finding me a space. And I put my hand up and said, I'm done. Like, this is not what I'm here for. And so I quit. And I said to my husband, what the heck am I going to do? I had no, I was, I just knew that I didn't want that. We had two kids at the time. One was in early education and um, like elementary. And then we had one in in daycare. So when I was like, what the hell am I going to do? What am I going to do now? I knew that as much as I love my children, I could not stay home with them. That was not what I was meant to do. Um, that's not, was not my purpose. I don't wash dishes any better or fold laundry any better. Um, I needed to figure it out. So I decided it was actually two companies ago, two businesses ago and realized that, um, people wanted to learn better ways to market their businesses. And with the booming of online marketing and trends of email marketing and Facebook becoming a place where businesses could actually market as opposed to just a place where you could see pictures of friends and catch up with old high school friends, uh, college friends, etc. Um, I took it upon myself to learn as much as I possibly could about business marketing or Facebook marketing for businesses and started teaching, which is kind of fun because I love to teach. I love to train. And then came uh, my three words, teaching, training, caffeinating, which I know you love because whenever you see coffee or signs, you always send, send something my way. Um, but it certainly has given me the opportunity to learn a lot about businesses that sell services as well as businesses that sell products and helping them find the best way for them to tell their stories by using the internet. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by the Boost Your Boutique Workshop, Dallas. Are you ready to take your business to the next level by learning how to have a sustainable, profitable business model? On June 13th from 2 to 5 p.m. in Dallas, Texas, I am going to walk you through how to manage your cash flow, get free marketing, and Bust through any money and success blocks that you feel are standing in the way between you and your dream fashion business. The Booster Boutique Workshop is open to anyone who has a fashion-based business, whether you are a direct seller, you have a boutique, 
or you're a product manufacturer. You are going to leave on June 13th feeling amazing, ready to take on the world and crush it in your boutique business. And you can find out more information at bit.ly slash BYB Dallas 17. Let's go right into like, you know, your three best tips for helping product-based businesses tell their story, yeah. sell their products. Like, what are you seeing? I mean, it's June of 2017. What are you seeing as being the knock them out of the park success techniques, tips, stories, and, and how to do this. Like how can our, our people that are listening, yeah. like, and, and this podcast get off and immediately start creating change? Yeah. So great question. I would say my first big tip is pick a platform. I think one of the biggest mistakes people who sell products or even services make is they try to be everywhere. And I'm guessing many of your listeners are solopreneurs and don't have a big team of people to help them market their business. So if you are alone or if you have even a VA, a virtual assistant, or maybe you're going to bring on an intern for the summer, pick a platform. And I would recommend pick the platform that you feel most comfortable with. Like why put yourself in a position to have to re you know, start learning something new. But if you love Facebook, use Facebook to market your business. Or if you are in passionate love with Instagram, give all of your energy to Instagram. Start building your business in one place and you will see that you will get the return on your energy. I always say like, if you try to put everything in, in multiple areas, you're gonna get very little back in those areas. If you put all, all of your energy in one space, one place, you're gonna get a crazy amount of stuff back, crazy amount of feedback and return and sales and growing your list because you're going to focus and be really clear because here's the thing, Emily, you have to talk differently on those platforms. You have to market differently on those platforms. So we're talking about a different strategy for each of those marketing platforms. So that would be my number one tip is to pick a platform, right? And pick the one that you feel most comfortable with. Yeah. And then yeah. my second Big. I mean, do you love that? Yeah, no, I love that. Sorry, I, I, I don't want to interrupt, but, um, I, you know, honestly, for me, I realized very quickly from the start that Facebook Live was my jam, and I love it. People yeah. love watching me on it, and really, I've kind of, like, just not given up Instagram, but I've just kind of not focused on it. It's been like, I'm going to build Facebook Live, I'm going to build my business off that, and for me, I'm really big on, like, crossing over work, so all my Facebook lives, I just upload on YouTube. I really don't try to go crazy on YouTube. But right. I know that that's the second video platform that's really important. So for me, video has been my thing. I've just run with it. And really, I hire out the other stuff, the graphics, the most everything else I hire out or I ignore it. And honestly, my business has grown faster than it ever has before and in ways that I couldn't even imagine. I'm getting customers, clients from places that I'm like, where'd you find me? What? Okay, great. YouTube. Cool. You know? So that's what I love and that's what I do. And, and I'm cool with that for now. Right? So I think that's such a good thing. Right. Like, right. Focus that's a great, your energy. Great. Yeah. And I think that it, it, focus. Yes. Put your, because again, the messaging needs to be different based on the different platforms. You can't possibly do it all alone. So I think that's smart. You went where you 
knew you felt most comfortable and it shows every time you do a Facebook live you can see how comfortable you feel how confident you feel and I would say that you don't worry so much about who's watching you don't worry about whether there's one person or a hundred people you still deliver the same content so that's actually my second tip is when you are marketing online I want you to talk to one person just as if your best friend is listening to what you have to say, what you have to share, what you have to announce, don't worry about numbers. Because here's the thing, you only need to resonate with one person. That one person connects with you. If that one person feels like they love your story and they love your energy, that one person is gonna help you sell the crap out of your products. All you need is that one person, that one Emily fan, right? And I call those brand advocates. Those are people that will be by, be with you till the end, no matter what platform you're on. So my number two tip is it's okay if no one's watching. It's okay if no one's listening. Just talk to the one person that you want to connect with. Don't worry about the numbers because that will happen. Emily, you're, you're smiling. I know I can I tell love it. you're loving no. it. I love it because honestly, I never worry about numbers. There are sometimes I get on and I like suddenly have 30 people on a live stream and there's sometimes when I have three and I don't care. I show up. It's the same format. It's great content that's usable and people can watch the replay. And I know people, I know there's some women who, when you started saying the brand advocates, there are women who are listening to this podcast that are going to say, oh my God, I'm Emily's brand advocate. I resonate with that because yep. I love what she does. And listen, what you've got to right. realize is that every brand has brand advocates. You just have to kind of find them and you have to be consistent about your marketing. And, and like you said, that focus, because I focus in one place, people have gotten really used to watching me on video. So now that's just how they come in. And th those brand advocates, man, those brand advocates I'll sign on Facebook and someone will have asked a question and some a, a woman who I've worked with or inspired in some way will literally come on and comment before I can even get there and say, Oh my God, Emily's amazing. She's taught me this and this and, this. and I don't even have to do my own marketing for me at a certain point because other women are doing it for me. Which is like, thank you. If you're listening, right. you've done that. But I mean, that's, that's the power of, of brand advocates. Right. Right. And like I said, you only need one. So don't worry about the numbers. Really, you've got to kind of just remind yourself that this is how you're putting yourself out there. And whatever it is you need to do to do that. You know, if you need to go go to the gym and burn off that nervous energy before, do that. If you need to go take a walk, walk your dog, or you know, maybe watch net binge watch Netflix before, whatever it is that kind of gets you into the zone that helps you feel confident about why you're doing what you're doing, do that before you put yourself out to the universe because that's going to be your best you. And we want to see your best you, whether it's on Facebook Live or if it's an Instagram story or if it's you're writing a blog, you know, don't, don't discount the words. The words are important too if you're doing that. I, however, speak and do video far better than I do write. And so I, again, I stick with what I'm really good at and I stick with what I'm comfortable with. So now we've got our, we've got two tips. We've got pick the platform and focus. I've got the don't worry about the numbers. Like don't let that get into your head because if that gets into your head, you'll never deliver your message. My third tip, because you only asked for three, so I'll give my third one, is 
consistency. And it's consistency across everything. And I'm going to give you a couple of things. You've got to be consistent in your message. I want you to be consistent with your, your brand, right? Your colors. So, you know, if you're myself included, you know, my brand colors are like preppy green and navy blue. And I have clients and friends that see things that are blue and green out in the world. And I get texts with pictures of, I saw this scarf you have to have and I'm buying it for you, right? So they are, they're resonating with the blues and the greens and they connect it with me. And your graphics, I mean, that's another piece is if you're going to show up, be consistent so that people start recognizing you and your products and your services by the images that you're putting out on Facebook, on Instagram, on Pinterest, in your blog posts, uh, on your, at your events. If you have a booth that you're hosting an event, make sure all of your graphics and your materials are all consistent with the messaging. So the colors, the graphics, and if you're not comfortable with these things, bring someone in to help you. You probably have a friend or your friend knows a friend who's a graphic designer. And if you're just starting out, do what you have to do to get the work done, but get it done so that you can feel proud about your message and make sure that it's, it's consistent across the board, no matter where someone sees it, because it represents you. You know, you are your brand. And so you've got to be consistent. The piece of the puzzle that I want to add to the consistency is don't show up when you have an, a boatload of inventory and you want to get rid of it. Yep. No one is going to be there ready to buy. Yep. Right. Yep. I've got a, I've got all this inventory. I want to get rid of it. No, because guess what? You've got to be there all the time. And I just did a Facebook Live about this this morning about what are you waiting for? There's no perfect moment. Be there all the time because you never know when your customers are ready to make that purchase, when they have a special event that they need to dress for or an accessory for the, you know, the, the event that they're going to this summer. Be in their heads all the time so that when they are looking for the necklace or the sunglasses for their vacation or the leggings, you know, whatever it is you're selling, be there so that they think of you when they need to have a necklace or they need to have that leggings or they need to have the scarf or the pillows, whatever it is. If you're not consistent, and so it's consistent with the colors and the mess and the branding, but you have to be there all the time. You can't just pop in once a month when your box of goodies shows up, right? No one is going to be there watching for that unless you've been there five days before, four days before, three days before, two days before, one day to before. And hey, look what showed up from UPS today. Let me unbox and show you all the goodies that are going to be for sale. That's how you stay consistent. So that is my third and final tip today. Oh my God. I love that tip because that's where I see so many women fall off, to be honest. That's where I see mm. so many of my boutique yep. owners and product sellers, they fall off because they think, you know what? I'm being consistent and nothing's happening or I'm being consistent and people aren't buying. Okay. Well, how long have you been consistent for? Because how long did it take you to remember that phone number on the like window or carpet commercial? It took you seeing it like on the soap opera for four weeks. And then you remembered, Oh, I got to call 1-800 Stanley Seymour, right? Like that's the thing is we forget that the, the messaging over and over people need to hear things seven times. You need to show up. They're not going to take it away the first seven time. times. Yep. 
seven yep. times, give them multiple opportunities to see you, work with you, see what you've got. I mean, I was so consistent. I, I think I'm being better about consistency in my marketing now in this business, but in my first business, the fashion truck, I was super consistent to the point and to the point that people thought I was a franchise. I mean, I got everything. My logo was professionally done. I was consistent about all my branding. I have all the colors, four colors, mm -hmm. same fonts, mm -hmm. all the time. People would walk in my truck and be like, is this a franchise? Like, this is, wow. And that to me was like the highest compliment I could ever get because that meant that I look so damn professional that people weren't like, oh, this is just a lady. To make sure thing. that you are a business. Yeah. It was a hundred percent. I was a legitimate business. It was really good. So I would look at it even from that angle too, is how can I make myself and my brand become like a franchise? So I am the McDonald's of leggings, right? <laughs> you know, what does that look like for me setting myself right. apart? Do I talk about my kids or do I not talk about my kids? Do I talk about, you know, that's where the story piece comes in. But you know, the consistency, I, I feel like you and I can't like talk about that enough because that's where women seem to really just drop off a cliff. <laughs> so do you have a good tip just for like staying consistent? Is it a scheduling app or just having a schedule? What, what do you say like is the thing that works best? For me, um, my recommendation would always be be realistic. You know, I'm guessing most of owners are juggling a lot of different things. Maybe some have full-time jobs and they're just launching their business or they have a family. So I would say like, don't put the bar so high that you can't even try to reach it. So I, I like to break um, content calendar. I like to print off a content calendar. Actually, I'd be happy to give a free download to um, any of your listeners. I have a content calendar that they could have that helps them come up with ideas, right? A, sh a worksheet to come up with ideas for what they want to put out to market themselves and their business. It's a uh, annual calendar that they can put uh, themes, right? They can plan their whole year in advance for marketing, like when they're going to have sales, maybe when they're going to attend events, um, maybe different promotions and offers for their products. And then the third and final is a monthly where they can plan four weeks of content. And that doesn't mean 30 days. I mean, let's be real. We all have lives here. So I say like three to four times a week is super healthy have a, an online sale, you know, you can add some more posts in there as well, but be really realistic of what you're capable of doing in a 24 hour period when you have all of these other things up in the air, like running a business or a household or having a full-time job beyond this new business that you're launching. The other piece of the puzzle is be really creative. Um, I have a private group that I offer free ideas where people just are like stuck. What do I post? What, how do I get people to engage with me? And I have to say, stop selling. Mm. That's how you get people to engage with you. Yeah. Ask people questions. Do a fill in the blank. Share something inspirational. Like think about what you engage with, with brands. It's usually not when they're selling something. It's usually when they're asking about you and I'm going to blow your mind. I don't know if I told you this when we were in front together, but my big, my big teaching piece here is the word sale. You have to share. You have to ask. You have to listen. And you have to engage. That is how you are going to build relationships online. S-A-L-E. 
E. Share something, ask a question, listen to the feedback when you ask a question, and then engage with the people who are participating in the conversation. You just I have a whole beautiful graphic. I know, a whole beautiful graphic for you, trademarked and all that, that you can use because it's a great, super easy way to remember how you will sell. It's not through selling. It's through sharing, asking, listening, and engaging. That's how you'll grow your following. That's how you'll make sales eventually. But um, just to answer the circle back, the bottom line is don't expect too much. Be realistic and be consistent in that plan. I love that. I love all of this. I love all of this so much. And I want to encourage people to join your group. Yeah, mind blown, 100%. Like, oh my God. Um, I wish I, I'm jealous because I wish I thought of that. But this is your zone of genius is marketing. And so I bow to you and your marketing genials. Um, but, but, you know, yeah. like I, I want more people to live that. I want more people to live that. I think that the more people that have that concept, like I tell my clients, Print that up and put it on next to their desktop. Like, remember, we are not here to push products. We are here to build relationships. And then people will buy from you every single time. Yeah, I love that. So let's have you share because people are going to be like, who is this supplement? I need her in my life all the time. So where can we find you? Like, what is this private group? Can we join it? Let's talk about how to get linked to the free download. We'll put all this in the show notes, of course, obviously. But like, Deb, how do we have more Deb in our lives? I know. They call it the daily dose of Deb. My family would like me to go away for a little bit, but my clients, my clients love a daily dose of Deb. So um, on Facebook, our private group, which I welcome everybody to join, what I basically do is help you market your business better with post ideas, like creative ways to not sell, but rather to build relationships. So it's actually facebook.com slash groups slash social post ideas with Deb LaFlam. Can't get any easier, but we will definitely put it in the link and I will absolutely give you the free download, Emily, for the content calendar, which I think is a great tool for anybody who really wants to plan ahead for posting because I know that that typically falls to the bottom of everyone's list is, uh-oh, I got to post something today. But if you've got a plan and you've got a strategy for that, it's really a great way to build your business. Yeah, I love that. Okay, and then the name of your business is For the Love of Your Biz, yes? So we can find you online on your website mm-hmm. and page at that name? Yep, it's actually um, ftlyob.com, the, uh, the initials of For the Love of Your Biz. Awesome. Just because awesome. it's easier. But if you search Deb Laflamme, you should find Deb Laflamme. It's uh, first name Deb, last name Laflam, L-A-F as in Frank, L-A-M-M-E. And I'm on Instagram as love your biz because everybody deserves to love what they do. Yes. Amazing. So, okay, guys, so hopefully you're going to like immediately get off and just find Deb because she's brilliant. But Deb, I want to wrap up with my two questions that are on every interview. So my first question yeah. is, what is your favorite thing mm-hmm. that you've ever bought at a boutique? And it doesn't have to be the fashion truck. I Like, you're off the hook. It can be from any boutique because I know you did used to shop with me quite a bit. 
So it's funny because I, um, whenever I wear anything from the fashion truck, I, I hold back. I want to send you pictures and be like, look what I'm wearing. Send them. Do you remember I have the, uh, actually one of my favorite things. Oh, I will. One of my favorite things that I own is actually from your store. So I'll just be honest. It's a um, baseball jersey with black sleeves, gray body that says, wake me when I'm famous. Yes. Oh my God, that shirt sold out so fast and I couldn't get more of it. I was pissed. But you got one of the ones that was like in your size. I remember you sent me a message. I posted it on Facebook. Yeah. You were like, I need that immediately. And I was like, oh, oh wait. Oh. And actually I have two um, beach cover-ups that I love. You probably remember. I have the black, white with the black and gray. Mm-hmm. And then I have the multicolor one, which I just came back from Mexico. I wore those every day. Again, refrain from sending you a picture, but I do have one I could share with you of me in the multicolor cover-up. At, in Mexico, I will send you. Oh my God, please send it. So that we'll post it on Facebook page. You did come shop with me a lot and I appreciate it. That's how we built our relationship, right? What? So this is a really great example of, you know, your shoppers become your friends. They become your network. They become the people who give you great ideas. Like, you know, there's so much more to having customers than them just being people you exchange money with. Like, because that's not really what it is. It's, the exchange of energy, it's the exchange of knowledge and, and, and friendship. I always say, you know, my tagline is here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money because I really believe when you make lots of friends and you nurture those relationships, the money comes. That's just how it goes. Right. So, right. And I would say that you were on every time I came into the shop, you were always, you know, I looked forward to going into your store. I looked forward to supporting you at your event. I, um, yeah, I think of how long we've known each other, but like I would come in and try stuff on. You'd be like, nope. And I'd be like, thank you for your honesty. Or we would talk about a business idea and I'd say, nope, don't do that. Like I remember, and I'm not going to bring them up on the podcast, some business ideas we talked about that I was like, I don't think that's where you should be. Yeah. And now I'm with thumbs it. down. I'm, We're not going to bring those up. We're not going to bring those up. <laughs> I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm so at home in this in this new business, and it feels so good. Yeah. So thank you for helping me avoid that. Yeah. Um. So okay. So last question. Yeah. We'll wrap up here. Um. What is one thing out of everything that you teach and what you've talked about today? What's the one thing that like if this was something you wanted listeners to remember, this is the one thing. What is that for you? I would say for your listeners. The one thing I want them to take away is if this is a business, a real business for them, go after it. But if this is a hobby, you got to make your mind up and you've got to really put the energy where it's best spent. Because if you want this to be a business, you've got all the tools you need ahead of you, in front of you. Emily's a great leader. She can help you grow your business. And you just have to make the decision that this is where you want to be right now. And if it's a business, look yourself in the mirror and say, I want this. I'm hungry for this. I'm going to make this happen. And then lean on people who are experts in the things that you're not. Like, Be honest with yourself that you know you can't do everything and find people who can help you grow your business. This is where we're all going. We all want to have the flexibility in our lives. And you guys are there for us. So make this happen if this is what you really want. I love that. Make it happen. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, Do it. 
Deb, thank you so much for dropping some crazy knowledge bombs on us today. And I'm sure everyone's like going to be super inspired. So thanks for taking time out of your day and coming on the Booster Boutique podcast. Go Booster Boutique, people. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Booster Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more.